This is the Shannon Smith Shooting Podcast. Gas it up. Welcome back, my friends, to the Shannon Smith Shooting Show Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Been a little, little while since I've done one of these, but as you're probably aware and as you'll hear, it's been a busy uh, five, six, eight weeks. So in the truck cast again, this one might be a little longer than normal because I'm on the road for 13 hours. Headed off on my, hopefully 13, might be more than that. Headed off on my annual hunting trip to West Bygod, Virginia. So excited about that. Get away from civilization and no internet, no cell phone, no electricity for a few days. I uh, built a new rifle this year. I've been a handgun hunting guy forever, but I uh, decided to try something different. So I'll, I'll talk about that in another episode. Get up here and put it to use hopefully this year and uh, see how it goes. Uh, so this, this episode is going to recap the last f- uh, five, six, eight weeks. I talk a little bit about uh, the competitions themselves, then about my, my performance there. So we had the, the USPSA Nationals at uh, Universal at my range the, the third week, I guess, in October. And they were calling the nine days of Nationals. So it was three uh, separate national championships back to back to back. So three days, three days, three days with no break in between. And uh, the last the last podcast I did was with uh, Mike Foley, the USPSA president. And we just had a little quick down and dirty uh, we were actually on the range right before the match was getting ready to start. And uh, USPSA did a lot of work. Uh, Jake Martins and, and Mike and, and Troy did a lot of work in, in the preparation of the match and myself as well. And coming up with a plan to have the stages different uh, for separate national championships. So there wasn't a real advantage to somebody that was shooting them all, but I think there probably always is. And, and the other kind of weird thing was they had a lot of uh, what we hope to become new classifiers. So a lot of sh- more short courses, medium courses, um, but they weren't really standing shoots. They were one of the goals we were trying to do was to get more movement uh, into classifier stages. As you're well aware, most of our classifiers are stand and shoot and most of our competitions are run and gun field courses. So not, not really similar, but you know, frankly, it's hard to do. It's, I think they do a pretty good job with with what they got to work with uh, in terms of determining skill set. And, I mean, you can't have a big field course as a classifier. You know, A, nobody's going to set it up to begin with, and and B, it sure as heck is not going to be set up the same across the country. So, uh, you know, most of them end up being stand-and-deliver type stuff. Uh, so these were pretty unique. Uh, pretty much all of them had movement, except for a couple, I guess. And... Uh, you know, a lot of reloads, probably too many reloads, but that's fine. That's still a skill set we got to work on. Uh, so hopefully that all comes to fruition and uh, we get those published as new classifiers for the members pretty soon. Uh, so those those stayed the same, and there was, I think, eight of those or something. Uh, a couple of them are end up not going to be used, but for various reasons. But we had eight, eight or maybe nine of those, and then there was 22 stages of fire in each in each match. Uh, so I think we had like 28 stages on the ground 
when the first match started. So six of them not to be used for that first particular match. So they were they were those were all ready to go for the second match. And then we had this elaborate, crazy changeover plan for uh, the few stages that were being the few larger stages that were being used uh, in all three matches or in, in two of the matches. Uh, so changeover went over went on at night after the one match ended, you know, before the next one began and some stuff like that. So it was it was ambitious. It was complicated. It was. Uh, not overly seen, but uh, we got it done. Everybody kind of had their piece of the puzzle, and and uh, we worked together uh, to make it happen. So I was don't know that I would want to do it that way again, uh, but I was pleased with how how it went off. I'm, uh, you know, my my main responsibility was prepping the stages on the ground, making sure they're ready to go. Uh, I helped a little bit with the walkthroughs. So, you know, the range masters did most of that, but I made made some corrections that they were drawing them from or they were writing them from the drawings and you know stuff never comes out like the drawings and and really till that night of the changeover you know there were still last minute things changing star position or activation system or something that just didn't work out the way that we intended it and you know we had to make it work so that, that's kind of my specialty I like messing with that type of activation systems and figuring them out for for reliability purposes uh, but that resulted in changes in the walkthrough. Uh, so the first change overnight, we were there till 10, working under flashlights and car lights because uh, they're, you know, brand new national championships starting at 7 o'clock in the morning or 7.30 in the morning. Uh, and then the next changeover wasn't as complicated because, you know, of those the stage, of the stages in the first match that were not being used for the second but were being used for the third I had those three days in the in the middle, you know, during the second match to make some of those more significant changeovers. So uh, that went well, but still, you know, there were still some that are getting changed over that night. And uh, although I think it all worked out, uh, you know, there was a couple of mistakes in the walkthroughs. Um, I totally screwed up one star position for the third match, but stuff like that, nobody even noticed. You know, the shooter never saw that or never realized it was a mistake, and uh, it just didn't it didn't go down like I wanted it to go down, but. It was no big deal. Still a decent stage, and it's totally my fault, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but you just don't get as 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 good of a time or as long of a time to vet the stages. You know, I probably went over the stages for that first match five times, and just making sure there's no shoot-throughs and shots over the berm, and um, you know, proper sight lines, and you're not seeing this target from somewhere else, and. Everything's nailed down, and the swingers are ready to go, and activation systems up, and uh, you know every time I walk, I walk through, I, I find something that's we forgot, or something needs to be changed or moved a little bit, and that probably would always be the case. I mean, I could probably walk it a thousand times and find something minuscule every every time, uh, and it just didn't have the time to do that for the second and third matches. So even though it came out fine and there was really no issues, uh, I just didn't feel as confident for coming into a national championship and, and not feeling like I feel, uh, like I like to feel, like I think things are ready. But nonetheless, uh, it worked out. Uh, so as far as the shooting goes, uh, I hate using working all week as a cop-out, but it does affect a little bit. You know, it's half-day shoots, but, you know, I'm there all day helping with the administering of the match however I can and uh, working on the plans for the changeovers. It's coming up in a day and a half or in two days or, or whatnot. Uh, but the optics match was first. That was all the dot guns, open, uh, PCC, carry optics. Uh, 
Uh, I would have loved to have shot PCC. I'm really enjoying that division, but uh, this is a qualifier match for the World Shoot teams. And uh, so I shot open and didn't do great. I, um, I, don't, I couldn't really put my finger on it. I did practice a little bit. I did, you know, I didn't spend any time on the other guns, but I did spend some time shooting open. Uh, guns were shooting good. I was shooting good. Uh, I, was, I was pleased with that. This was a three-day match. First day, we started off in the afternoon. And each day was uh, was pretty ipsicky, which I know a lot of people don't like, but I, I uh, personally I do. Uh, so each day I had you know one, two, or three little courses, uh, one or two medium courses, and and a couple of big courses. Uh, and that was spaced out pretty good, so you had a little bit of a little bit of each uh, each day. Uh, the first day went okay. I think I had one penalty, if I remember correctly, and. Uh, I wasn't setting the world on fire, but I was, you know, I was hanging in there. I was in the hunt and uh, felt okay about it. Uh, second day went went really bad, and have no real explanation for it. Uh, I don't think I was feeling the pressure, which has happened to me before. I don't think that was it. Just weird, weird stuff, man. I was having uh, uncalled misses on a wide open target. I think I had two of those, and uh, one of them was close, right in your face. That's always the way, right? And. Um, the standard stage, they had a really, really rough standards. The six rounds on the Zebra at, at uh, pretty long range. I think it was like 15 or 16. And then a reload and six rounds strong hand on a, on a partial no-shoot. And then there was some, some uh, freestyle weak in that same, but it was an open target. That was no big deal. Uh, but that strong hand with the no-shoot, man, that was an intimidating, uh, intimidating shot. And I think I missed one, had missed one miss there, which again, that doesn't really tick me off. That was, um, that was a really tough shot. Uh, but the ones on the open targets, that that bothered me. And I never did really put my finger on that, obviously not seeing what I thought I was seeing. And uh, so that, that kind of took me out of the hunt on the second day. And uh, then the third day I shot okay again. Uh, actually, that was the best of my three. I think I had one penalty that day too. So I ended up with like four or five, <clears throat> excuse me, four or five penalties on the match, which is certainly not my style. And uh, ninth overall, which, <clears throat> you know, top 10 in the country is not embarrassing, but I certainly expected to do better than that and um, wanted to do better than that, but I didn't. Uh, so we had our changeover that night and then single stack started the next day. And, uh, that match was pretty horrible too. Had some. <laughs> nobody's gonna believe me when I say this, and if I if I was listening to a podcast and somebody said it, I wouldn't believe me either. But uh, throughout the day, I was uh, having horrible shots. I was hit. I was hitting targets, but not well. Like Alpha Delta, Charlie Delta, like all this low left crap. So of course I'm joking. Oh, my sights must be off because I'm hitting low left, and uh, I just I just kind of chalked it up to. I haven't shot, I literally haven't shot that gun in two years. I took it out the other day just to make sure it worked and, uh, and that was about it. So I kind of just chalked up to that. I mean, I, you know, skinny gun, not used to it, bad grips, whatever. And uh, pretty much the whole match went that way. Uh, so there, was, there were some decent range shots in that match as well. And that's where the problems were arising. Uh, a couple of misses, a lot of deltas, a couple long range steals I went to war with and and then on that second day, towards the end of the second day, there was a, there was a long, long range 
large popper. I think it was like 30 yards or something, 28. It was out there. It was the one that set off the pendulum, no-shoot swingers if you were at the match. And uh, I'd already struggled on a longer-range steel earlier, I think that same day. Um, so, man, I aimed at this son of a bitch. And I, I stopped the sight, and I focused on the sight, and I worked the trigger. It was a good shot, and it missed. And I fired another good shot, and it missed. And then I shot again, and I hit it. That's when it kind of started to worry me, because before, you know, open targets, you're in a hurry, you're in, in and out of position. Uh, but here, I really made a point to, to execute the fundamentals and, and uh, still missed. So that's when I started suspecting something wasn't right. Anyway, long, unimportant story short, uh, when the match was finally over, I went out and I just had to know. So I, we, we didn't, then, of course, the next match is starting now by that point, but we didn't shoot for the afternoon. Uh, so I went out and bench rested it that morning and damn sure if the sights weren't off uh, low left quite a bit. Uh, two different batches of ammo. One of them was worse than the other, but uh, and that ammo shot dead nuts in my limited gun. So just a matter of that barrel, that barrel not liking that ammo. And it's an older gun, but uh, I don't think the barrel shot out or anything. It shot the other ammo okay. So it is something I didn't, I didn't test it, and uh, that's what you get. So nobody's fault my own, but my own. But it did make me feel a little better. Here we are going into the limited, limited national championship, and I'm having some serious confidence issues. Uh, which is why I had to go out that morning. I just had to I had to know what was up. Uh, so that made made me feel a little better about my poor performance. I think I was, I was 19th, I think, in limited or 14th or something. Uh, it was bad. I mean, sorry, single stack. Uh, embarrassingly bad. So then we had changeover that night, which wasn't quite as severe as the first one, and then kicked off the limited match. Uh, so limited match, I shot really well for for not having uh, trained with a limited gun or certainly not shot the limited gun much. Obviously, I've got years and years and years uh, behind it. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, shooting shooting major 40s, has been a while since I've done that, and uh, just getting the timing down, and uh, just it's different, you know. You're, you're not probably not going to run with the best in the world if uh, if you're not either A, J.J. Ragaza, or spend some time behind the gun. Uh, so I came into it with the goal of just you know, try to make good shots, see the sights well, and, uh, and and try to hit stuff in the middle. And, you know, keep it simple. I, I figured I was probably going to be off the pace, you know, Nils and Shane and these guys have been, that are running limited like, like friggin' open guns, um, which I was a little bit. But you can't be off the pace and miss shit. <clears throat> so I really came to, into the goal of just get behind the sights, work the trigger good, and, and see what happens. And uh, so I, I feel like I shot pretty well. I had no penalties on the match, so I was certainly proud of that. I won, uh, won no penalty Mike on a disappearing target, but no uh, no real penalties. And uh, including that standard stage, that standard stage, that, that particular stage was in the match, for was in all matches. And uh, needless to say, the single stack went bad. Uh, but again, that wasn't, you know, that was close enough that it, that wasn't the ammo. That was just me jerking the shit out of the trigger. Uh, it was only on the longer longer range shots that that, that that ammo made a difference. Um, but I cleaned it in the, not cleaned it, but hit all hit all my shots in the in the limited match. So I was really proud about that. That was, man, that was a tough stage. And, you know, unfortunately I didn't, uh, I didn't look at all the classifiers before. Uh, back to the pre-match, I was really concentrating on, on setting up the field courses 
and I was having the USPSA crew concentrate on the classifiers, um, or the, the 2B classifiers, <clears throat> the 2B classifiers, I should say, uh, because I wanted to make sure that they got it right, they got it measured, and you know it was their responsibility to make them become classifiers. So I want to make sure they were handling all that, and not that they didn't do a good job. They, you know, they drew them, they they built them as they were drawn. I just kind of wish I'd have, I'd have gone and taken a gander at them beforehand because I could have uh, lent some insight. You know, it's not my decision; it's their decision. But uh, I just didn't think about this standard stage. I didn't even look at them on paper, and once they built it, I didn't go look at them either. But it was just it was too damn far, man. I mean, if they make that a classifier. Uh, I can't see any any local club setting that up because three quarters of your your crowd's going to zero it. Uh, it was a very tough stage. Uh, so getting getting behind the side, strong hand, making those shots, uh, I was happy about that. And uh, the rest of limited uh, went pretty good as well. Again, no penalties. I went to war with a couple pieces of steel and I was off the pace here and there. So I ended up finishing seventh, which is um, not great. Again, I'd like to be higher than that, but. You know, I would rather, well, that's not true, I'd rather win, but I would rather, I was going to say, I'd rather come away feeling like I shot well than than how I performed, but that's not true. I'd rather win. But it's nice to come away thinking, you know, hey, I shot, I feel like I shot pretty well and I uh, just got my ass beat and that happens more often than not. So I, um, no big deal there. And I kind of wonder, again, not to make a cop out, but I kind of wonder like, you know, the first two matches, uh, you know, the other half day when I wasn't shooting, I'm really focused on the next match and getting stuff built and walkthroughs done and all that stuff organized. Whereas the limited match, you know, that was finally the end. There was nothing to do afterwards. Uh, so I didn't have that, that pressure of the, the half days off getting shit done. But, uh, but maybe that had nothing to do with it. You know, again, I'm not complaining. That's my job to, to run the matches on the range and I'm happy to have the job. So I'm not bitching about it. It's just uh, a, fact of, a fact of life. Everybody's got to work. Uh, so all in all, uh, the match went good. They had the awards off-site at a uh, banquet hall kind of place in Winter Haven, which I kind of thought maybe wasn't the best idea because it's kind of far away from the range. <clears throat> if somebody was staying down south or something, it's it's a long way to go, and it's quickly after the match. You know, the match is finishing up around five, and the awards are starting at seven an hour away, and you got to get all the scores done and and everything up there. But, uh, man, it ended up great. I didn't go to the first two because I was changing over stuff, but I went to the last one, and uh, the venue was great. The food was good. The turnout was good. And, uh, the presentations was pretty uh, quick and efficient. So I think overall uh, I give an A-plus on that one. I thought they pulled it off pretty well. So that wrapped up the nine days of nationals, which was a, a crazy amount of work. We started building two weeks prior, and then, so that's 14 days and then straight into the nine days of, of the match. So needless to say, a lot of long days on the range. And then my genius decided to run the monster match the very next weekend. So I think I think I did take Monday off. Uh, but then Tuesday we're back on the range getting, getting stuff ready for the monster match, which was a lower turnout this year, but probably to be expected. I was late getting the, uh, the uh, sign-up stuff ready and the registration open just because of the Nationals and and then the Nationals themselves. You know, a lot of our local crowd was uh, shooting it and or working it. And, um, you know, most people just can't can't take nine or, day, nine or ten days off and then turn around four days later and, and take another day off for, a, for another long weekend, which I understand. Uh, 
but you know the national stages were there the target stands were there and I was there and so I figured hell with it let's run it so we didn't get too crazy on the stages we really just took some of the bigger uh, bigger national stages added a uh, ass load of targets to them and and I went to town so I, I shot PCC there although I don't I don't shoot for score but I uh, I did shoot the match with PCC so that was fun 57 round magazines are cool I think I only had to reload on on two of the stages so that was pretty nice uh, so that match went well and then the very next weekend was uh, my buddy Dave's match down in Punta Gorda the custom gun and I shot carry optics there for a weird reason I had a, a class which I'll probably do a podcast on this later but I had a class with a uh, a law enforcement agency in South Florida that was they're uh, switching over to red dots on their pistols and they wanted a little instruction on shooting a dot uh, and that was the day before Dave's match and I was already down that way so I just I was going to bring the PCC and, and shoot something else but I was kind of in a hurry and I was already running the care optic gun so I thought I'll just run that at the match uh, so that was fun good time to shoot at someone else's range when I don't have to set it up and uh, just kind of have, have fun with the guys and girls out shooting I don't shoot a lot of care optics but um, it's, uh, it's different I'll talk about it in the next podcast but <clears throat> that minor <clears throat> excuse me that minor scoring really kicks your butt if you're not paying attention to it uh, so even though you got the dot and you want to go fast you still got to aim at the middle um, so nine days of the nationals then two two weeks there uh, between the monster and the custom gun and I shot uh, open single stack limited PCC and carry optics in major matches in the span of three weeks so I wouldn't recommend that for your road to improvement bouncing around but and as a guy that uh, that complains that we have too many divisions I sure as I'll shoot a lot of them uh, but it was a long month but uh, but a fun month a lot of shooting and I don't think I've ever competed for well I know I've never competed for nine days straight before uh, so it was you know, interesting to maintain the focus and, and stay amped and stay switched on and and uh, try to get it done. Uh, so that'll about cover up the, the matches. I just wanted to give a, a shout out to my buddy JJ uh, Rakaza. It was quite an amazing performance. He's obviously been working at it. Uh, shot great in the open match. And I didn't shoot with him in the next match because he was running production. Uh, damn near won production nationals. He won the open, damn near won production by like 20 points. Ridiculous. And then uh, turns around and pretty much dominates limited. Uh, so that's, uh, I don't know how many people in the, in the country appreciate how difficult that is, you know, to perform at that level against the best in the world in uh, three pretty different platforms. And uh, to win two national championships in a week, come in second, and the other is uh, pretty damn amazing. So he's, he's going to be tough to beat this year. But uh, I learned some things as always, to get to work on. And um, in the car, as I mentioned, on this long-ass long, long -ass drive, so I'm, I've learned through the power of Facebook that uh, Enos's book is on audio now. And I've been meaning to reread re -re that for six months. It's sitting on my desk, but uh, I haven't. So uh, I got it on audiobooks. So I've been listening to that this morning. 
Uh, so it's re-sparking some things. I'll probably do a podcast on that as well because it's uh, probably been 15 years since I've read it. And the way I've molded my class now and <clears throat> you know, the things I've been saying forever and some things I've been saying differently as I learn more and as I change my teachings. And then, you know, from the class that I took with Frank 18 years ago uh, or something, uh, it's interesting to hear a lot of these terminology and a lot of this verbiage and... <clears throat> You know, a lot of it's like, ah, bam, I bet that's where I got that from. And that's how I got into this idea. And it's just been pretty interesting to spark the old memories as well as still learning some more. So I hope everybody's doing well. This is the Friday before Thanksgiving. And uh, I'm headed out to the woods on Saturday. And I'll be out there until Turkey Day. So I'm going to try to get this podcast out tonight if I can before I lose my technology. Uh, but if not, I'll get it to you when I get it to you. So if you get it before, hope you have a great Thanksgiving. If you get it after, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And I'll see you guys on the range. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass, there's a real blade of grass. Be careful.